Good morning. Glad to see y'all here this morning. We got we got some rain. I don't know if it's been jumping around on us, uh, and we've been getting neglected. My uncle, who farms, he's he's got an expression. He said it rains on the jest and on jest he said it's been raining on the jest it'll get around to us here after a little while <laughs> so it finally got around to us after a little while we got probably four inches i guess at the house so we needed it and uh thank the lord for it in joel chapter 2 verse 23 it says be glad people of zion rejoice in the lord your god for he has given you the autumn rains because he is faithful. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains, as before. Like I said, I'd like to welcome each of you here. We have uh, Royce is here, Gene's brother, and glad to have him here, and great to see Nick here, and uh, be sure to greet him. and. Uh, I told him his mama was probably happy to see him, so uh, glad to see Nick. Wednesday, this Wednesday, we have a special, special uh, time together. Uh, Ray will be bringing the uh, study, Bible study, but then also along with that, missionaries that we're a sponsor and help with, David and Barbara Miller will be here. They're kind of doing a passing through thing. And they're going to stop and visit with us and, and share a little bit. So uh, put a little extra effort into coming for that, and it'll be be a blessing to you, I'm sure. Next Sunday, the 10th, is Heritage Sunday, uh, Sinspiration. So we can look forward to that. And now I think we're going to have Carrie's going to come up and share a little bit about Operation Christmas Child. It seems like either birth, birthdays, people's birthdays, it'll pop up. This is my deal. I don't know if anybody else feels this. I feel like I have at least two birthdays a year. But on Facebook, every time some of my friends, it'll pop up, today is so-and-so's birthday. And I'm thinking, you know, it's been about five months since your name popped up that you had a birthday. So... Uh, Anyway, I said all I say, Operation Christmas Child, it's, it doesn't seem like it should be that time of year again, but here we are. So Carrie's going to share, and then I think there's going to be a little video. That's right. It is that time again, and it's always a fun time of year, even though it comes around so fast. The, I think the sun's moving faster. So um, this is the 28th year of Operation Christmas Child. So... That means that just countless of children and adults are hearing the message of the love of Christ in every box that's packed for 28 years now. And um, we hope that you have so more fun than ever packing boxes this year. Yesterday when Zanya and I were putting up signs, we saw up in the youth room a lot of flip-flops. And I, I, as soon as I saw them, I knew uh, Reuben and Hannah plan to have the youth pack some boxes and just um, have fun with it. And we know that the most important thing that we put in the box and in the beginning, middle, and end is prayer for the child and the family who will receive it. And if you have a child this morning, you, you got one of these fold-outs. And so if you didn't get one there in a basket in the children's um, bulletins when you're leaving, if you'd like to take one, this is a fold-out that just kind of tells the amazing journey of a shoebox. So you're welcome to take one of those. Um, and then this year, well, for a couple years now, um, James and Brandy Stevenson and Adam and Lindsay Stevenson, they have paid for their boxes online using the Follow Your Box labels that are out on the table. And so uh, Brandy, told me that they got a little response that their boxes went to Cameroon, Africa. So that was really neat. And if you would like to pay for your box for the postage online, you can get one of the Follow Your, or get 
the follow your box labels for each box that you pack. And uh, Zania and I haven't done that, but I think we might this year to see how that works. And um, we'll be out there, Zania and I will be out there after the service, after worship, if you have any questions about any of that. Um, and so I think all, most of you are veterans on, on the boxes, so I'm not gonna tell a bunch of logistics, but um, now we're gonna see a video called Love in a Shoebox. And just for several years now, they've been emphasizing the spiritual element of the boxes. And it's wonderful because we know it's more than a bar of soap or a doll or a teddy bear, but those are channels uh, for sharing God's love. I remember when I was young, going on my first Operation Christmas Child trip to South Africa and seeing a blind girl open her shoebox and all the gifts in her box were soft to the touch and made sound. And it was there that I realized the incredible impact each gift can have on an individual child's life. You wanna go put a picture in each box? Now, when I pack a shoe box with my family, I think about the child who will receive my box. Shoebox gifts can trigger our physical senses, like sight, sound, touch, and smell. These senses play a key role in creating lasting memories for these children. I remember a young man who still recalls the fragrance of soap, and it takes him back to the day he first heard about the love of Jesus. Small musical gifts can help bring light to a child in a dark corner of the world. When a child holds a soft animal or doll, that soft touch can remind them that God truly cares for them. What a child sees can shape and inspire their imagination. And what if our gift gives them the chance to dream? For all of us, our senses help create and recall memories. And a shoebox full of gifts can help a child remember the love of Jesus. So this year, as you pack your box, pray and ask God what He wants you to pack, knowing that your prayer-filled shoebox will help children experience the greatest gift ever, the love of Jesus Christ. Before we sing and worship together, I just wanted to mention real quick about uh, offering. Most of you here know the drill on how you can do the money on the on the giving, so I uh, won't go through all that. But I did want to mention um, today, I think, is the last Sunday for you to give to the state offering for the storm fund. Um, and just make the check out to Cypress Street Church, and then we'll make a um, one big check and send to... Uh, Steve Nelson or wherever it needs to go. I think I remember him, and y'all may be aware of this. I think he mentioned that like $28,000 was sent to, I don't know how it was divided up, but anyway, it was a significant amount of money to the church, to a lot of the churches in the South affected by the hurricane. Um, and just to give you a little idea, I'll be quick with this, in terms of the devastation, you know, we're up here or 300 miles away from that stuff and you know it hits us you know it hits hits our feelings a little bit oh wow another hurricane a friend of mine that works for Entergy was down there for about 20 days he said there was more damage done to electrical stuff this time than the past four or five hurricanes hurricanes combined he said there were like 30,000 poles broken 6,000 transformers so the extent of this one is just, it's, it seems to be a lot more uh, extreme than maybe some of the others. So thanks for your help. Would you stand with us this morning and we'll start our service singing this beautiful song, Holy Spirit, Breath of God, Breathe on Me. Holy Spirit, living breath of God. Breathe new life into my weary soul. Let the presence of 
Let's show that together. Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and so much stronger? The King of glory, the King above all kings. Who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder? Who lives in breathless in awe and wonder? The King of glory, the King above all kings. This is amazing grace. This is a failing love that you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You lay down your life. That I would be set free. Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. Who brings our chaos back into order? Who makes the orphan a son and daughter? The King of glory, the King above all kings. Who rules the nations with truth and justice? Shines like the sun in all of its brilliance. The King of glory. The King above all things. This is amazing grace. This is a failing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You would lay down your life. That I would be set free. All that you've done for me Worthy is the Lamb who was slain Worthy is the King who conquered the grave 
in your bulletin there are several requests this morning uh, I'm not going to read all of them you can read through there um, need to specially remember two or three of them in here Wendy Chandler's father-in-law passed away this this past week uh, need to remember Wendy and, and the boys and uh, Bill all of them Uh, Kelly Vining, uh, Geraldine's son, he passed away as well. And Geraldine, I think, is probably in Atlanta by this time. So please, please remember them. Geraldine was mentioning last week about her eagerness to to move and get over to Atlanta. And uh, so just uh, as some of you uh, are aware, you're you're not supposed to bury your kids. So. Uh, just remember Geraldine and uh, just everything and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, make some of you squirm this morning I'm not gonna go off the rails on stuff so just remember our country and uh, there's a lot going on good and bad right now so just keep that keep that in the in your prayers and uh, before we pray, just a, uh, I say a small thing. I, I've heard that if it matters to you, it matters to God. This morning we had a horse. Charlotte came in. She said, "I can't go to church." She said, "I got a one of our horses is colicking, which is an intestinal deal, and it'll hit just like that. And if you don't deal with it, I mean, they can die, and you just you never know until they've kind of worked through it. And uh, so anyway, I'm saying all that to say that uh, pray for Carly and Charlotte and uh, Apollo, that's our horse, and a cool deal. We have uh, a bunch of dogs, and one of them is Murphy, and uh, Murphy is a special dog, and uh, Carly sent me uh, some pictures and a video of Murphy out in the pasture licking on Apollo in the gut where he's hurting. God cares about stuff like that. Let's pray. Thanks Lord for this time this morning. I thank you for the rain. I thank you for allowing it to to stop so we could make it safely to church and and uh, make it in without getting getting soaked and uh, just thank you for this group of people here this morning and their love for you and their love for each each person in this 
in this room right now and who are a part of this church and even even beyond beyond this church I pray you'll meet the requests that were mentioned and some that many that weren't mentioned this morning Lord meet them in in a way that only you can and, and bring a peace to those who are hurting this morning Just hold those in your arms who are hurting and remind them that that you are there with them and uh, that you've been God for a long time and that you can you can handle whatever they're experiencing and going through and uh, just pray your blessings this morning on on Scott as he shares with us I thank you for his life and Rebecca's and uh, just thank you again, Lord, for this day and, and uh, this time with you. Amen. Hey, we're going to do a little uh, production here at the beginning of the sermon to kind of help set the stage for the message. So I'm literally going to set the stage right now. So um, just bear with me just a minute while I get a few things together here. But um, we're glad to be able to be here uh, this morning again. and. Despite the rain, like Marlon was saying, and hope that uh, trust that God is a blessing in your life. Should have had a stage crew for this, huh? All right. I apologize, some of you over there are not going to be able to see very good, but we'll do the best we can. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm getting ready right now. I'm just about ready. We're going to, um, I'll pick you up. Man, it's going to be so much fun. Can't wait. We've been waiting for this. So, um, oh yeah, yeah, it won't take long. I'll be there pretty soon. Just getting ready right now. You know, we've been uh, looking forward to this, so. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a good one. Uh-huh. All right. Well, I've just got a couple more things, and uh, I'll, be, I'll be heading on, getting ready. It, um, hold on. I think I just heard somebody come up. Hold on just a minute, okay? I'll give you a call back. All right. Okay. Oh, no. What in the world? Okay. Um, well, hey, uh, Jesus, come on in. Hey, I wasn't expecting to see you here today. All right. Uh, um, man, uh, what, to what do I owe this pleasure? Um, might as well take my coat off. All right. Oh, man, it's good to, good to see you. Um, come on in. Have a seat. Um, here, you can have a seat right there. It's my, my best chair. So, uh, man, I wasn't expecting to see you here today. Um, you want to watch some TV or something? Here. Here's the remote. Here's got the TV there. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me, let me clear these parental controls out. Make sure I got that set up just right. Okay. Well, you know, you probably don't want to watch TV, do you? Oh, wow. Um, you want something to read? We've got some magazines here. We've got Sports Illustrated, Popular Mechanics. What's... Uh, what else we go? Uh, well, never mind. You probably don't want to read any of that stuff. Ah, hmm. Well, good to see you. Um, hey, you know, I, I was really um, was on my way out to go do something. So, um, I mean, you're you're welcome to hang around if you want. Um, tell you what, you know, you know, you want something to drink? Let me get something for you to drink. Um, Let's see, we've got, uh, got uh, Dr. Pepper, Coke, got uh, Bud, um, I mean, hey, Bud. Um, but how about tea? tea you know, uh, water. I bet you like water. You're a water kind of guy, aren't you? Okay, here you go. Have, have you a water. Um, and that's, you don't want to read a magazine. Hey, I know something you might want to read. Let's see, what did I do with that? 
Um, ah, yeah. All right, yeah. Man, I, I try to read this sometimes, but uh, I bet you'd really like it. I heard there's a lot of stuff in there about you. You, you might like that. Um, so, you know, just have your water and uh, maybe read the Bible. I don't know. Oh, wait, excuse me just a second. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm on my way. Uh, something, something came up. Had an unexpected company here, uh, but um, don't worry. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be coming over soon. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's all right. Okay. All right. Bye bye. All right. Hey, uh, Jesus. You know, I, I was really kind of on my way out to to go somewhere, and but you're welcome to stay here uh, if you want and make yourself comfortable, and I'll be back a little later. How about that? You want to? You can just stay right there. No. Um, you want to come with me? Um, you know, come on, sit back down again. I don't, I don't know if you'd really, really want to go here. How about the internet? You like the internet? Here, you can, you can use my uh, laptop here. Uh, you can, you like surfing the web? Uh, uh, hold on, let me, let me clear my history out real quick. Okay, okay, uh, you, you know, you can... Nah, forget it. Yeah, you don't want that, do you? Okay, uh, if you want to do that, you can. Uh, you know, the Wi-Fi is already hooked up. You, you can do it, but I'm going to have to go, all right? All right, so now, now Jesus, you know, I, I really don't think you'd feel comfortable where I'm going, okay? Why don't you just stay here? Why don't you just stay here? All right, just stay here. All right, I, I need to get going. Somebody's, you really want to go, don't you? Um, I told you, I told you to stay here. Okay, I, I think that's the best thing to do. Um, come here. You're right here. All right, you just stay right here. Okay. All right. All right, I got to go. Thanks, Ken. Now that's kind of heavy there. They tell me Jesus died for my transgressions and that he paid that price a long, long time ago When he gave his life for me On a hill called Calvary But there's something else I want to know Does he still feel the nails? Every time I fail Does he hear the crowd cry Crucify again Am I causing him pain Then I know I've got to change I just can't bear the thought Of hurting him Seems that I'm so good at breaking promises And I treat His precious grace so carelessly But each time He forgives What if He relives The agony He felt on that tree Does he still feel the nails Every time I fail Does he hear the crowd cry Crucify again Am I causing him pain 
Then I know I've got to change I just can't bear the thought of hurting him Holy, holy, holy is the crucified you Jesus with my sin I'm tired of playing games I really want to change I never want to hurt you again Father, we come to you this morning. We're thankful for what you've done for us through Jesus. God, um, how we take that for granted sometimes. And as the song said, we carelessly treat your grace that you've given us. God, help us be aware and keep in mind how we live our life. After we've received the precious gift of salvation, God, how do we live our life from then on? Do we uh, continue on in the sin? Or God, have we rec realized the new creation that we are in Christ? And God, uh, and live in that way. Keep in step with the Spirit as we read in Scripture and follow the, the leading of the Spirit. God, I pray that you'll help us uh, to be able to get what you want us to get out of your message today, out of your Word. Help me to be able to uh, deliver it in a way that that you would want it to be delivered. And God, I pray that you'll just uh, help all the mistakes that I make and that you'll be able to speak directly to the hearts of the people that are here today and listening online. Uh, we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I appreciate Ken helping with the little production there. Jesus. You know, um, it was kind of heavy there at the end, huh? Uh, so it was lighthearted there and uh, kind of turned. I know uh, you on Facebook, uh, you didn't see it because it was off, off camera. Uh, but it was, um, I'm hoping that God will use it to help us uh, set the stage for this message here. Is Jesus welcome here? Is Jesus welcome in your home? Is Jesus welcome in your life? In all of your life? Is he denied access, to use computer terms? Don't you hate when that happens? You're trying to go on something in the big thing, denied access. Is Jesus denied access to some areas of your life? Is even one area restricted or off limits to Jesus? Jesus is Lord, yes? Scripture tells us He's all in all. Revelations 3.20 says, Behold, this is Jesus speaking. It's the red letters if you got that Bible. <laughs> Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, I'll come in with him and I'll dine with him and he with me. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. But He doesn't, he doesn't force entry. 
He doesn't practice forced occupation of your life, to use a military term. But he's given us free will. He knocks at our door. He waits for us to open and let him in. Have you asked him in? I think probably most of you have. You're watching online. Have you asked him in? Have you asked him into your life? If you haven't, maybe today's your day. If you have, he wants full access to every room. Right? We open the door. We invite him in. And the skit kind of portrayed the guy that didn't really want Jesus to interfere in, in different parts of his life. Right? But when you enter him in, when you open that door and ask Jesus to come in, you can't pick and choose what he has access to. He's Lord. You give him access to every room, to every part of your life. He wants to occupy every part of your life. He wants to fill you. Which brings me to our main text this morning. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. Ephesians 3, starting in verse 14. I'll give you a second to catch up with me there. And this is really a beautiful prayer of Paul for this church. Verse 14, he begins, he said, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. That's my emphasis there in this scripture, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Paul said his prayer was that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. I'm sure you've seen pie charts, right? You know the, the illustration, it would be a, a circular uh, dis, uh, depiction and then it will have the different segments of the pie, right? And showing what, how much of uh, one entity has part of the pie. And there may be a big chunk here and little small slivers here. Y'all know what pie charts are. I don't have to really describe that. But God doesn't want to be a bigger slice of your pie in your pie chart of your life. He wants to be the center of the whole pie. So if you're picturing the pie chart, the center of it has all the different parts, right? Your finances, your entertainment, your whatever, your, your work, uh, whatever it is, all the different parts of your life, God wants to be the center of that so that He's involved in all the areas of your life. Every piece. I think sometimes we're guilty of compartmentalizing God. Compartmentalizing. We try to put Him in a box or put Him in His place, so to speak, if you want to use harsh language. Try to separate him from certain aspects of our life. But what is his place? What is Jesus' place? Colossians 1.18 says, He himself will come to have first place in everything. He will have first place in everything. Now in college, I've talked to y'all some about some of my college experience. But uh, probably about the fourth or fifth semester that I was in college, I became an RA. You know what an RA is? You live in the dorm, you're a resident assistant. So basically, I, I live in the dorm, but I work in the dorm also. And that pays for my, my room and board that way. So I, I was a resident assistant, an RA at Northeast, back when it was Northeast. <laughs> and uh, I lived in Olin Hall. Y'all remember that one? Olin Hall was the big 11-story dorm. Um, 
on campus there. They've since demolished it several years ago. Uh, there's a video online if you want to watch it. <laughs> but but uh, I, I was an RA in Olin Hall, probably about 400 rooms or so. It was a big dorm. Now, as an RA, part of my regular routine was to do room checks or inspections. Every week I had to do that. Now, to do this, nowhere was it written that the residents of the room had to be present for me to do a check. And matter of fact, most of the time they weren't there. They were off doing something else. So I was usually doing room checks without anybody there. So how would I enter the room to check them? I had to have a key, right? <laughs> I had to, well, I would knock on the door. If anybody was there, they could let me in. I'd do the room check. But a lot of times they weren't there. And how did I get in? With a key. I had to have a key. Now, I didn't have, on my floor, I had this whole floor, or the front side of the floor. I didn't have a separate key for every room. I had one key. One key that opened every door, right? And you know what they call that key? You saw the title of the sermon, right? The master key. Master key. And that key would open every, every room on the floor that I had to do those inspections on. Uh, matter of fact, it probably opened every room in the whole building. I never tried. But, <laughs> but um, the master key opened every door and it gave me access to every room. Now, this was a, a state university. It still is. You never know what you'd find behind the door of a, a, a boy's dorm on a state university. <laughs> But um, so it was always my policy to knock before I entered. But, um, but most of the time, no one was there. So after I'd knock, I would use my key and I'd go on in. Now, in these inspections, I would, I would check to make sure that everyone was abiding by the rules and all the policies and stuff. And sometimes I would have to issue warnings or write somebody up if they weren't compliant with the rules. Uh, but even as a state school, there were still rules of conduct inside the dorms regarding smoking and alcohol and having girls in the room and stuff like that. But I remember once I got a tip to check out a room for their, their hanging fern plant. So stop me if, I've, uh, if I've, I've told this story before. So I went in and did my inspection and I checked the fern plant. Now it wasn't against the rules to have live plants in your room, you could do that. So he has this fern plant hanging over in the corner of the room and I said, okay, it's a fern plant. And, but somebody gave me a tip to check it out. So I check it out and, and there was uh, weed growing in the pot alongside the fern. Not a weed, but weed, <laughs> right? You following me? Okay. So this was not only against policy, this was at the time anyway, a felony. So um, he could probably get away with it now. But, <laughs> but I think he ended up getting expelled for that. Now, he didn't want me to have access to that, did he? He didn't want me to find out about it, and he tried to hide it. He did a pretty good job of hiding it. But I had the master key, and I could enter in. I had unrestricted access, and he was found out. The master key. The master key. Does Jesus hold the master key to every room of your house, to every room of your life? Does he have unlimited access or do you restrict him at your choosing? Or the things that you don't want him to be involved in, you keep him out of it, right? Now the difference in the dorm illustration and what I'm trying to say here this morning is that the dorm residents didn't really have a choice in my possessing the master key. But you do. You do have a choice to grant the key to Christ or not. He won't enter uninvited, but once in, he wants unlimited access to every part of us. Have you granted him the master key? Is he really master of your life? All of your life. Our God is an all God, after all. <laughs> He's not about bits and pieces and parts. He's about all. A-L-L, -L, all. He's not a God of mediocrity or middle ground or neutrality or half-heartedness or lukewarmness. He's a God of radicalness and extremes and exceptionalism and wholeheartedness. Revelation 3.15 says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. 
I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. A lukewarm Christian could be, I guess, described as someone who doesn't give all, who um, is just half-hearted. Maybe they're just Christian in name only. There was a um, song by DeGarmo and Key several years ago. kind of talks about this, about how we should welcome God in completely and let Him fill you completely and don't hold anything back. And their song was titled, Casual Christian. It says, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a casual Christian. I don't want to live, I don't want to live a lukewarm life. But I want to light up the night with an everlasting light. I don't want to live the casual Christian life. Some of you might remember that song. It was pretty catchy back in the day. And God, God doesn't want us to live a casual Christian life either. He doesn't want us to be half-hearted. I can gather from this scripture in Revelation about the hot or cold that if we're not going to give it all, God would just as soon as not give at all. He wants us to give it all. He wants us wholehearted, in there all the way. He's a God of all. Colossians 1 15 through 18. Give you a little bit more about this God of all that I'm talking about. He is the image of the invisible God. I want you to think about how many alls I say in this, okay? He is the, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is also head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. It said he's the firstborn of all creation. By him all things were created through Him and for Him, before all things, and in Him all things hold together. First place in everything. First place in everything. He's Lord of all. Philippians 2, 10 through 11 says, At the name of Jesus, how many knees will bow? Every, every. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So at, the, at, these, at this day, at this last day, even those who are condemned will recognize Jesus' authority and that His right to rule. People now can choose to regard Jesus as Lord of all. Right this moment. We can choose to recognize Jesus as Lord of all now, willingly. Later, people, everyone will recognize Him as Lord of all, whether they do it willingly or not. He's Lord of all. But is He the Lord of all of you? Is He the Lord of all of you? I'm not talking about all of you as a, a group. Individually, you, your life, your body, is He Lord of all of your life, your entire being? Is there anything that you have not surrendered to Him? Is there any room, if we want to keep using this illustration, is there any room to which you still hold the key? Let's consider the idea of tithing for a minute. Now, we commonly think of tithing as our giving of 10% of our money, time, and resources to God and the work of the kingdom. That's what tithing is, right? But what really is ours and what's God's? Isn't everything ultimately God's anyway? Why do we have what we have anyway? Now, some would say, I work hard for it. I got it because I worked for it. Ultimately, it's because God allowed us 
to have it for a while. And he lets us keep 90% of it, right? For ourselves. We're really just watchmen over it, or stewards or managers over, really, over what really belongs to God. God has all authority. He has all ownership. And we need to recognize that and let him have complete reign in our life. Man, what marvelous things he can do with us when we do that, when we surrender all. We're not our own after all. I keep using that word, don't I? All. We're not our own. We've been bought with a price. We need to let the rightful owner have his way with us. You might see houses. There's a house across the street from us that had the for sale sign in it for a little while. And then they proudly, the realtor proudly came by and put the sold part on it, right? Sold. So they say sold. You see houses with that out there, but the sign outside our house should say sold out, right? Sold out. Sold out for Jesus. When you sell a house, you can't keep one room for yourself, not even one closet or one little pantry to keep your stuff in. You've got to turn the key over to the new owner, right? You can't just keep a part of it for yourself. We need to do that. We need to be sold out completely to Christ. Every part turned over totally to the new resident. But guess what? Even though you've sold out to Jesus, He's still going to let you live there. <laughs> right? He wants to live with you. And that's the precious part of it. He wants to come in and live with you and reside in you. He's got a plan for you. He's the owner, but He also wants to be the resident and live with you. Let's not keep anything from Him. When He comes in, He makes all things better anyway. He makes all things better. It's like getting new carpet and new paint. Only better. Jesus has to be the new owner, the new resident, not just the cleanup crew. Now, what do I mean by that? Now, when I was an RA, I had the master key, but I wasn't the owner. I could go in and check things out and clean things up, weed things out. <laughs> but... Um, Get it spruced up and make it meet the standard. And God could do that in your life too. You could come in. You could invite Him in. You, you say, God, I know I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Thank you for being my Savior. And you could ask Him to heal you of some things and clean up some things in your life. And He can do that. And He may do that. He may straighten up some crooked areas in your life and deliver you from some deadly things and really save you from that deep, miry pit. But if that's all he is, just a cleanup crew, and not the resident owner, where does that leave you? God gets the glory when we invite him to be active in every part of our life. Is Jesus still on the cross? No. Ken depicted that. No, he's not on the cross anymore. He did a supremely sacrificial, loving act when he took our place on the cross as a penalty for our sins. We're able to be delivered and to be saved from the death that we deserve because of the cross. And that's wonderful. And it, it seems like that would be more than enough for us, but there is more. The gift doesn't stop at salvation. He's come off the cross. He wants to fill your life with his spirit. He wants to flood you and make you complete and by, by filling you with His fullness that we read about in Ephesians. Filled up to the fullness of God. He wants to be in every part of your life to give you power for living the life that He's planned for you. And He gets the glory out of this. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, Whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. God gets the glory when we invite Him in to be active in every part of our life. Now God can save us and deliver us and heal us, but if He doesn't fill us, where does that leave us? I wonder how many times 
We've come to the altar and we've prayed. We've asked people to pray for us. Maybe we begged for healing. We prayed for rescue from a bad situation. We pleaded for deliverance for something that was holding us down. And God was just saying, I want you to pray for me to fill you. I want you to pray for the deliverer, not necessarily delivery. I want you to pray for the healer, for the rescuer to come in and fill you up, to reside in you. Give him the keys. Ask him in. Give him the keys. He'll come in and not just fix things up. He'll make all things new. He'll make all things new. First Thessalonians 5.23 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved completely without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The spirit and the soul and the body are not just necessarily distinct parts of a person, but the entire being of a person. And this is Paul's way of saying that God must be involved in every aspect of of our lives. It's wrong to think that we can separate our spiritual lives from everything else. Right? You following me on that? Obeying God only in some intangible or spiritual sense or living for Him only one day each week. Christ must control all of us, not just our religious part. Right? He must control all of us. What happens when Christ is allowed to enter our life? Oh, it's like light entering a dark place. It's like light entering a dark place and it's illuminated. And Remember the pie chart? God doesn't want simply to occupy a bigger piece of your pie. He wants to occupy every piece to the extent that He can get glory in everything that we say and do. Are you granting God full access? Are you granting God full access? What are you holding back? Is there even one thing? Remember the rich young ruler? He went away sad, right? Because there was that one thing. He couldn't quite turn over to God. He couldn't quite surrender. He couldn't give it all to God. He couldn't give God complete access to that. So I make this my prayer for us this morning. I'm just going to reread the main text, Ephesians 3. We'll close with this. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. Worship team, if you'd like to come forward, you can go ahead and come while I'm reading. I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory. Wow, the riches of His glory. When He comes in, you've got access to all that, right? To be strengthened with power through His Spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Now to Him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Do you want to be filled up to the fullness of God? Give Him access. To fill you up. Access to every room. Give him the master key. I want to invite you. We don't do this every time. I want to invite you to come forward if there's anyone who would like to pray. Maybe you never have asked Jesus in. Maybe you've never answered that knock at your heart's door. Today could be an opportunity for you to do that. Maybe you have receive Jesus into your heart, but you're thinking after God speaking with you this morning, maybe there is something that I'm not really turning over to God. 
I'm trying to hold on to this and still live my life in faith, but I know that I haven't really completely surrendered to what the Lord would want me to. Maybe you'd like to come forward and, and pray about that. Maybe there's just uh, some other need. It doesn't have to be anything about that. I know I would be ignorant to think that God doesn't speak to people's hearts in a way that goes around the message. <laughs> so if there's anything in, uh, you would like to come forward, I invite you to come forward at this time while the musicians play. You can come forward. If you would like for me to pray with you, I'll be over on this side and I'll pray with you. And uh, if you don't want anybody to pray with you, just come over here and no one will bother you. And uh, so let's, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer now. Dear God, as the musicians are playing, God, we, we want to consider our life. We want to just in gratitude thank you for being able to come into our life and reside in us. God, forgive us for the times that we hold on to something and we don't really want to give over to you. God, we know that uh, we will be the, for the better if we do. Because you make all things better. You make all things new. God, the thing that we think we're holding on to for the good is really for our bad. God, it's really for our detriment. And it'll really end up killing us. And God, we just pray that you'll help us to be able to release. Release the master key to you. And make you really the master and the Lord of our life. I pray that you'll work in the hearts of people now as they digest this and think about it. God, we ask you to move in Jesus' name. Won't you stand, please, as we sing, Lord, take the first place. We have a special prayer for uh, Pat has a special need of a nephew of hers, Mark, Mark Orr, I believe, is that right? And he's really battling COVID right now and uh, things don't look very good. So uh, she's trusting in the Lord, having faith in him to, uh, to touch his body. And uh, we want to agree together with that. If anyone would like to come forward, we can pray. Pat, um, you mind if we anoint you? Let's come down. Anyone else would like to come and, uh, and join us? You're welcome to. I want you in the name of Jesus for Mark. Lord, we know that uh, nothing is beyond you. That um, you make all things. You created all things. God, you make all things new. When we invite you in, you make us new. God, you know every uh, cell of every person's body. God, you know what's going on. And God, you're able to make changes. God, um, Pat's coming to you here in faith and, and trusting in you. Um, and she comes to you for healing for her nephew, Mark. God, uh, we just um, want to echo that. God, we uh, know that you're a God who is still in the healing business. God, you're not, that's not something of, of ancient days. God, you're the same God yesterday that you are now. God, we just ask you to be in that room where he's at, be with his family that's concerned. God, give them a peace. Help them to uh, just, uh, if there's a way you can even help them know that they're being prayed for, that, um, that, they are, that you're moving on their behalf. 
And God, we just uh, pray with faith right now that you touch Mark. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, dear.